Doesn't it feel good to be a winner? Oh, first win for Cloud9 since the Boston Major. So many lineups, so many tournaments, so much turmoil, even with this lineup. So much to get here. Was it a tournament that had all the teams it was expecting? No. Were all the teams healthy and have their five players? Also no. Was it playing a phase that a week ago finally got their goal and now they're playing in a semi-meaningless tournament in a different country? Yes. But a win's a win. And that's what we got this team to do is to get wins. And it just feels so good. And man, you could just see a difference in this team between the way they played at the Major and the way they're playing at IEM Dallas. I was fully ready for this team to make the playoffs. And when they got phased, I was fully ready to have the podcast and the expectation be, hey, we made playoffs, we played phase, phase is hot, we lost. You know, the winner of that team probably, the winner of that match probably wins the tournament. We didn't win, whatever, we're looking better, blah, blah, blah. Did not have my expectations set to win that. And it was just an absolutely incredible feeling. I was on vacation during the whole thing. I was popping in and out like every hour I'd be able to like pop in for like two or three rounds. And then I'd be gone for like another hour or half an hour or something. Try and pop back in and see what was going on. And uh, it was a crazy way to watch. But man, what a treat to get to watch this team play. And since being back, so the team won about a week ago. And since being back, I've rewatched all their T-sides again, and I've learned a lot about this team. And I think that this team has a structure that can continue to take them to much better places. And so let's talk a little bit about what the whole lead up was about like the narrative of the team. So there was Maui Snake talking all about how they don't get flash assists. And that's kind of like become the narrative around the whole team. Is they're bad at utility or bad at flashing flash assists? They peak everything dry, a bunch of jiggle peaks, blah, blah, blah. And so Hobbit had an interview mid-tournament where he talked about how the team needed to work on some things like structure and also to boost individual skill. And then at the end of the tournament, Naphne had an interview with Maui Snake where he was asked straight up by Maui, do you need structure changes? And he said that he didn't think so and that they just needed to play better. So the team seems to think that their structure is fine and that they just need to play better. Now, is that true? I think, yes, that's true. And I also think there is structure things they need to work on. So we'll get into that. And I'm actually going to have a whole nother video just specifically on their T-sides and flash assists and things like that, talking about if they're actually bad at utility or not. So, but I'm gonna get into that a little bit in this in this pot anyway. So I think the way they played, their aim was much better. The team looked so much more calm in IEM Dallas than at the major. One of the, th- one of the things I talked about in the major was how they looked frantic and they weren't playing like the demos I'd watched where everything is very calculated and calm. But they looked much better, and that led to them getting a lot of advantages. Their aim was on, so they were winning their duels. And 
that's why their attacks were working. Their CT sides are always great, but their attacks were working because they were winning a lot of their duels and they weren't losing clutches or losing 3v1s because they were just peeking and doing random things like we saw at the major. They were just playing together, playing calm, and I feel like you could see that through watching the demos. Hobbit also did say that there was a lot going on around the team at the major, which we all know there was a whole lot going on around the team with all the drama with him personally, all the signature drama, all of the giving money to a Russian organization drama. I mean, there's just in that two week period, there was just a whole slew of things that are just going to put them in a different mental headspace that even if they're not thinking about it in the server, maybe they was messing them up during practice, or maybe it's just kind of swirling a little bit and they feel more pressure to win. Or maybe people are saying things, or maybe it's being brought up on broadcast while they're on stage. Just so many different things that can take you out of just the game that you're trying to play. But at Dallas, there was the time in between to just kind of calm down and get back to a regular life. I'm guessing that with the Hobbit stuff, there was some stuff going on with C9 Hobbit because Cloud9 said they were going to do their investigation. So there probably was something going on during that, but maybe that got resolved or maybe um, that's just at a standstill and Hobbit could focus on just playing. Obviously, we don't know what's going on with that or what the future of that is going to hold, but they definitely seem to be in a much better space. Hobbit was willing to take questions on it. So hopefully that is better or has been resolved or we'll find out what happens with all that. But this team that we saw at IEM Dallas is the team that we should expect to see going forward, in my opinion. Like I said, sure, some teams dropped out like Navi and other teams weren't at full strength, but it was still a great win and it still showcased the strengths of this team. And to beat FaZe, I think, was very important. Had they made the finals and FaZe you know, lost earlier, I think it wouldn't have been as impressive as a win, but to beat FaZe in the way they did and then continue on towards the win which is a really good showing of the team overall. So let's talk a little bit about their structure. As I said, they were having a lot of stuff swirling about their flash assists. Now, flash assist is something that with JT and ATK lineup, JT and OC were always leading, I think, the entire world in flash assists. Now, why is that? Now, JT has changed a bit in complexity, but when he was on Cloud9, it was extremely um, execute-based. So you would see someone like Sonic using some utility to get space on a map, but then OC would always save his utility for the execute. So once they get to a site and they're executing on that site, that's when OC unleashes all of his utility, typically same with like JT unless he's entering or things like that. Like it's a full execute the whole site is molly there's like three mollies down multiple smokes flashes coming from everywhere and that's how they attack so as they're attacking in that way they're going to get a lot of flash assists because they know that the cts are there that's how the flashes are, flashes are coming in and so they're going to get lots of flash assists now let's look at the structure of this team this team does what i'm going to call a spread attack on the t side the majority of the time, they have people on all areas of the map. So they'll either have one player, one player, a pair, and then another player, or they'll have a pair, a pair, and then a, one lurker. So for example, on Overpass, they'll always have a lurker, say, towards B monster. 
then they'll have a pair working in connector and then they'll have either a pair working up towards bathrooms or they could split off and one could go long and one could go bathrooms. So that's kind of like just a default round. So they have a, a very spread out system. And the way they use that system is they use the pairs to take space. So if they have one pair, that pair works together to take space while the other ones who are spread out hold the areas that they have. So the player B monster is holding for a monster push or holding for any sort of aggression, you know, kind of doing what a normal lurk would do. Where while the pair is working through connector. Once the pair works through connector, if they get trades or they use their utility to get the space, then the team can kind of start to move forward together that way. If there's two pairs, they both work areas. So say there's a pair con and then there's a pair bathrooms, they're both working to get space. And in doing so, they're using all of their utility. They're using their flashes, they're using their smokes, they're using their molotovs, they're using every piece of utility utility they have to get as much map control as they can completely spread out. And once they have the map control that they want, they'll sit, they'll literally just hold and let the other teams sweat. So on Mirage, for example, they'll work mid, they'll smoke window, they'll make sure they have mid, and then like Naphne or someone will literally from top mid just be holding to see if someone's gonna peek connector. And they'll re-smoke window again and again. And they'll bleed the round down to where they have one person up in um, Palace, they have you know one person A ramp, one person B, Naphne mid, and another person mid but underpass. And they're just waiting to see what the C's CTs do as they've used their flashes and their smokes. So the CTs don't know where a single person is because they've used all their utility to take space. So what is what do the CTs have to do in that situation? They have to try and go find them and get kills or they have to just sit and hold on their site. So they bank on CTs trying to come find them. And that turns a T-side attack of where they have to go into the CT's crosshairs of the CT's are now coming into their crosshairs. So that's why it seems like they take a lot of these just fights, but they're kind of flip-flopped fights in the sense that the CT's have to be coming into them. So they're at the advantage. So they use all their utility to hold these areas and they'll just sit and wait. And if the CT's come and they get a kill, Sometimes once they get a kill, they immediately start moving and they'll just pounce to a site. Sometimes they get a kill and depending on how much time is left in the round, they'll then just continue to wait. So then the CTs still have no map control other than the sites. They don't know where anyone is except for the person who got a kill and they just continue to sweat. And now it's a four on five and the CTs are trying to figure out what to do. Say the CTs don't ever aggress and they are just content to stay on their site. What Cloud9 does is when they're on like their last round of utility, you know, 30 seconds left or whatever, they then start to group. So say it's A site and Naphne's holding mid, he'll then, you know, like leave and come back over towards A, toward the, towards the player playing ramp. The person underpass will then start to work into connector and then the B player will play as like a lurk. So then as the time is running down, they've used all their utility and they'll have like one flash, one smoke left or something. But then the CTs have also used all their utility throughout the whole time that's going on because they don't know where anyone is. So they've used their smokes ramp. They've used their mollies just trying to bleed time. So then it becomes 
just straight up battles. So Cloud9 will have four players executing into a side of the map. They'll execute into A with their four players. There's two CTs there because they can't stack a site because they don't know where anyone is. There's two CTs there. Then they're just, you know, they get one trade, they get another trade. Now they're in a three on three, but they're planning the bomb and it's an advantageous situation. They have a lurker. The CTs don't know where the lurker is. So the lurker gets a kill shooting someone in the back. And then the round kind of just folds around that. So that's kind of one way they do it. And then the other way is if they get a kill on like a certain area, then they can just completely pounce and overrun a site. But when you look at just flash assists, this is why I believe they don't have a lot of flash assists because they don't use their flashes in executes. They typically only have one. A lot of teams are using three, four, I mean, a lot of flashes. But when you're using a flash to take mid, the opper or whoever is going to get blinded and they're going to back up. So you're not going to get a kill for that, but the flash is still an effective flash. So it's just a totally different way to play the game. And even and then so what they'll do is they'll train the CTs on this. They'll train the CTs that they're just going to bleed time, going to hold angles. You can't come into us. We're spread out. We're going to win these battles because you're walking right into our crosshair. So then what they do is they'll take a round where the five of them just go to a site and they execute quickly. So this obviously throws the CTs off because the CTs are saying they're not executing until 30 seconds left. We're not going to use our mollies. We're not going to use our smokes. We're going to sit here and hold them so that way when time is running out, we have all you, all of our utility. But since they can't push to get information because they've been trained that when they push, they die. Cloud9 can then group up as five. The other team isn't using their utility because they're trying to save it. Cloud9 pounces and they take that side of the map. Now here is where they're awful. Cloud9, when stacking as five and executing together, is awful at using utility. There are so many examples of they're going B-side on, on overpass. They've done all of their training. They've had great rounds playing their spread attack. They group together outside monster, and boom, they're early attacking B. But they have five players with full utility, and they throw one smoke, and they throw one flash. And then Twist or whoever gets a triple kill from Toxic because he's able to just stand there. Now, all five of them had mollies. All it took, all it would take would be one molly on Twist and that entire execute is different. But I think it's because they're so trained to be going in and taking trades and not having utility by the end of the round that when they go in early, even though they have full belts of utility, they're not trained to use it so that it just gets completely wasted so if they didn't execute early the way like atk didn't execute early they would be completely unstoppable on t side because they would have this spread attack that is very good they're very good aimers and they're very good at just bleeding cts making them nervous not letting them know where they are and then they're good at choosing times of when to do their stack but they're awful at that utility and they lose a lot of rounds because of that. So if they worked on that and just lit, they could literally just go watch a JT demo and how he executes a site and just be like, yoink, and take that and just do that exact thing when they're doing their five stack sites and they would be a lot better. And then teams wouldn't be able to just be dry peeking angles and getting kills and then using their own utility to stop them while Cloud9's trying to come in and trade without using anything. So 
that's kind of why they aren't getting flash assist in my opinion. I think that they can be a lot better, like I said, but the structure leads it to not get flash assist. And I'm gonna make a whole video on this, just like I said, that shows rounds and examples, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So watch the minimap a lot when you're watching Cloud9's T-side, because they, they do a lot of waiting around and a lot of like spreading. So take a look at the minimap when you're watching them and try and just watch that and see how they move around, because it's actually very interesting. Those are kind of my takeaways from Dallas. Incredible win. It was super interesting to get like some really good data to watch on this team. And just very interesting to be able to rewatch their T sides, see how everything's going, to see the team succeed, to see them lifting the trophy. Oh, it was just such an amazing feeling back in Counter Strike with the top team, actually winning something. It's not a team that's growing or a, a young team that you hope gets good. It's a young team that is good. And when they talk about, oh, they just need to be better to win games, when you think about their structure and how they are wanting CTs to come for duels, that makes complete sense. Because if their aim is off, their entire their entire structure is off. Because if they're losing those duels when the CTs come to get information, then what do they have? They don't have anything. The CTs are going to continue to come get information. They're going to continue to get in their face. Their five-stack five stack executes aren't going to work because the other team's going to be using their utility to stop them early because they're not being punished late. So that makes total sense why they would say, we're just bad right now. So that was just really interesting to think because when they were talking about that, it was... It was interesting to see the two perspectives because obviously you have an analyst like Maui who I completely respect. Um, and then you have the leader of the team kind of saying two different things. The analyst is saying, I think you're bad at this. And the person saying, yeah, I don't think that's the problem. So that's always an interesting situation. I was glad to be able to watch and look at that. Very fun tournament. I wish I could have watched more live, but watched a lot of it on the plane back and just over the last week. Still feels good a week later. Our next event is IEM Cologne. That will be amazing because there's going to be actually all the top teams. There should be no visa issues. That should be a really fun tournament. Hopefully we can take this momentum and move it to that. And then when you're thinking or when you're watching Cloud9, just be thinking about like the way they play and kind of just watching out for that on the on the T side because it is very interesting and it's very unique and a style that I haven't seen Cloud9 have. So it was very cool to watch. I have a lot more to learn on that. I can't wait to watch more of their, of their gameplay. Thanks for watching. Be on the lookout for that video on the utility because it's going to be coming. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time.